The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. So, when did you start thinking about childcare? When she, I, I wasn't thinking about it, and then I, when I was five months pregnant, someone said to me, "What crash is she going to go to?" And I said. I don't even know her name yet, like so. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't have the answer to that. And they were like, "Oh, you you want to get going on that?" So that day, in a panic, I emailed seventeen crushes and rang some of them, and they were all like, "Oh yeah, no, we're full for 2024." And I was like, "Sorry, now, how are you full for 2024 when these babies for this baby room haven't been born yet?" And like, how how is this possible? And lots of them said, oh, you know, well, like maybe a mother has a kid in, who's a toddler and she's planning on having another one. So she'll put down, um, you know, unconceived baby's name on a waiting list. And that's kind of how we get full. And I was thinking. Like, unconceived then, babies were on the list. Yeah, not even not even pregnant women were like, oh, yeah, we're thinking of having another one. Will you put, you know, unconceived baby X down there for January 2024? And here are like, it's. It's the Wild West. Like I sent an email and it kind of lightheartedly trying to get people to like me saying like, <laughs> I'll give you one of my vital organs. I mean, as well as the extortionate fees, <laughs> but like, if you'd like a kidney, please, can I, please, can I have a place? And and the fees are, are crazy, but you're just so glad to get a place that you're like, look, it's fine. I'll take on a second job. I just need a place for my child. It is, it's the hunger games out there, Jonathan. Yeah. Uh, now, you, you're obviously, it's your first child. You're going to be stressed anyway. Um, th- this presumably added a whole lot to it. Yes. And then this, uh, it added a huge amount to it. But also then you're kind of thinking, I'm not great at, you know, planning for the future, like plan- thinking about abstract things in the future. So I was kind of like, oh, look, it'll be fine. But you really need to get it sorted because the closer it comes, it's not as if you're just going to pop onto a waiting list or pop in, you know, get a spot. And um, then... I'm now fearful every day because I'm in these parenting WhatsApp groups and people are like, oh my God, my crash, maybe not the crash is closing, but the room that their baby was supposed to be going into is closing because it doesn't have enough staff. Like I know one woman is a primary school teacher and then to start in September and she got a letter last week from her crash to say, oh, the room that your child is going into, it doesn't have staff. So we're not going to be able to open it till November. So she's like, oh, okay, but so like, what am I meant to do? Because I'm meant to start work as a primary school teacher. And they're like, oh, well, that's not really our problem. You know, like we just, we'll see you in November. Yeah, but she's not alone though, because 141 providers closed the doors in 22, another 42 closed up to June of this year. It's a real problem for the sector. And Elaine Dunn is with us. She's the chairperson of the Federation of Early Childhood Providers uh, and also uh, the owner of um, of uh, various different businesses involved in this, I think, as well, Elaine. Tell me a little bit about the challenges facing the sector right now. So at the moment, there's massive concerns around viability of businesses, and that's why you're seeing these services closures. Um, A lot of these providers are stuck in fee freezes dating back to 2017. So I have to ask the question to you, do you know anything that is stuck at a price of 2017 today? No, because it doesn't make sense that you would be. No, exactly. So a lot of these average providers are stuck at 2017 fees. So they're, these are the ones that are closing down. And then you're looking at the small services like the ETA service, part-time services, they're also closing down. And I just want to say that we have done our own calculations on service closures. And Minister Gorman is saying 42, and then we have another in and around 51 now at this stage. So it's actually the highest rate of closures. 
Okay, and it's not getting any easier. I'm not sure if we still have Elaine on the line there. Elaine, you still with us? No, we seem to have lost Elaine. But Steph, I'll go back to you. Um, have you secured childcare now at this point? Because I know obviously well, I, your daughter's what about, uh, how old is she? She's 11 months, so therefore she's you kind 11 of, months. It's reaching the ch- critical point at this stage, isn't it? Yes, but there's, so there's a child, an unknown child to me who is going to graduate to a bigger room, like is going to get older and move on to a bigger room in March. And that's when my child can take that child's space in this wobbler room in the creche. So I have no childcare until March. Well, I have now got, pri- I have a private childcare slash nanny slash lovely Mary Poppins woman who was recommended to me who comes to the house to look after Aurora. But um, I just don't understand how, you know, I would understand that they were, if they were closing, if it was, you know, if it was cheap, if it was a, if it was a service that was cheap in 2017 and has stayed at that. But it's really, it's really putting pressure on parents. Like it's more expensive than our mortgage every month to yeah. send Rory to crash and she's only going to be in there three days a week because that's what we can afford. And yeah. I don't, it's kind of where capitalism meets childcare, right? It's kind of, you know, these are private businesses for the most part and, you know, they, they want to run a business and make a profit. That's why they're in it. But then the country is only able to run because parents are able to work because their kids are in childcare. So it's, I don't know, it's, it's such a conundrum. It, well, it really is. And it's only the people who are living through it realise how serious it is because older generations and people, my kids are a bit older than yours, Steph. And, you know, I mean, I'm not in it anymore, but I remember what it was like trying to try oh, to yeah. deal with it. Loving I the name Wobbler, by the this. way. That was... <laughs> the Wobbler Room, that's what they call it. You know, it's like for the, the, the ones that aren't quite so steady on their feet yet, but are walking. Um, but the thing I think is that this is not... I this this issue has been, you know, I've heard this on radio many, many times over the years, but I never listened. I never, ever listened until I had a child. And now I'm hanging on Roderick O'Gorman's every word, being like, what are you going to do about this, Roderick? Mm. So it just shows that, like, until it affects you, you just don't really care about it. It's not a voting issue. Uh, uh, Elaine is back uh, on the line now. Elaine, Dunn, what, what needs to be um, done right now to keep owners in the business? Um, well, I, I'm going to just come back to one point. We are doing national um, meetings around the country at the moment, and we're in Donegal. We've done Donegal, Mayo and um, Galway in the last 24 hours. And the general consensus is, is that funding is not enough. It is closing us down. Major burnout, administration burdens. We are just not able to manage anymore. You've got to remember we're predominantly women-led sector and if, if government funding is failing us and I believe it's now failing parents you know when, when an announcement comes from budget and you're told you're going to get 25% decrease in your fees it's on average and that didn't happen like for a lot of parents it, they only got in at around 10 to 12% of a discount in their fees and okay and then you yeah. have the providers that are struck in 2017 so there's it's just such um when you have a td that he rang me on monday and i won't give his name out but he had said to me on monday the childcare crisis is coming up on par with the housing crisis then government needs to step back and go well hey what's going on here we're not we're not doing okay by the parents we're not doing okay by providers and the, the little people on the ground that are being affected are the children they're being, they are being displaced as we speak because there okay. are no places for them yeah, we'll have to leave it there. Thank you very much for that. Elaine Dunn uh, of Early Childhood Providers. Uh, Stephanie Preisner of this parish, thank you very much indeed for talking to us. The real challenge here uh, is, 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 look, let's face it, it's, it's, a, it's a woman issue. It's, it's relating to mothers because the most of the responsibility will fall on them 
uh, if the state or indeed private childcare can't fill the gap. And what's going to happen is we're going to go back into the situation whereby uh, we use force mothers to give up work uh, because they got married or they had kids. That was in the 70s. Remember how appalled we were at that? Oh, that's, that's awful that the state would make that happen or uh, cause that to happen. It's happening again, except this time it's in relation to childcare when women do want to work and they want to continue their careers. 53106 if you want to text us, uh, 1-800-453-106 if you want to call. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.